Hello, and welcome to Follow Your Foot. I am your host, Kai Bobby. With me today is someone very special, is my dear friend, the other host of Rotten Treasure. I'm sorry, I got that backwards. I apologize. Uh, wait, am I the host here? Yeah, you're the host. I'm the other host. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to hear you say it. I was just like, I just fed that to you. I just needed to hear it. <laughs> uh, All right. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but was with me, Jim O'Donnell. Uh, welcome to my show. How are you? Hi, Kai, and hello, all you foot fetishists out there. <laughs> oh, wait, did I not give you a clear understanding of what we were going to be doing tonight? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I have taken off my shoes and socks. Okay. I thought, I thought we were going to go on foot, foot, footopedia. What, what is it called? What's the foot wiki called? Uh, I don't know, but I, I also thought you were going to say you thought we were going to be like live streaming this. Um, in which case, if you want to do that and then also get some feet money, I'll do that with you. Foot wiki. <laughs> wiki feet that's it i'm sorry what wiki feet wiki feet yeah wiki feet Ooh, we- it's creepier than i thought it was gonna be should we have gone down this rabbit hole is this dangerous well it's people it's like celebrities feet and i don't feel like those celebrities want their feet on that website is it mr bean it was hillary duff okay i love that i don't know mr bean's real name rowan atkinson Yes, thank you for that. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, there are people yelling right now that know, that are like, I love Rat Race. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> He's um, like, Br- Black Adder? Oh, come on, Kai. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. All right. So, I don't know if we really get enough time to do this on our podcast. Um, do you mind sharing? Like, can we talk about how we are? Like, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty good. I, I don't really have much going on at the moment. Uh, yeah. That's not like talked about on our podcast all the time. I mean, yes and no. Like, I think we both have our. Uh, I think we both have our private lives, and I think we should share now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, there's definitely times where it's just like, all right, cool. Uh, I gotta go. Here's the movie. We talked about other stuff, and I gotta go. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times where it's like, hey, I pooped myself one time, and, like, and uh, I'm expecting everyone to be like, I think I, I, I think I have a parasocial relationship with Jim now. Uh, yeah. That, oh yeah. No, absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. No. That's. The beauty of, I think, the last two years. I can't believe it's been... We're coming up on two years in, in October, right? October... Is it October 13th? Was our first I, episode release? I don't know. I, I, be, I don't I could, keep track of... I don't listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally fair. I, uh... No, I, I appreciate it because that's really been, like, clutch for me. It's just, like, being able to touch base with, uh, basically everyone that I admire. Um, yeah. In the Philadelphia improv community. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it has opened up a lot of doors for me, which sounds like I'm I'm doing it to do that, but it has like I've now made a lot of friendships is more right what on. I mean. Like no, I hear I, that. I've met a lot of people in the comedy community that I, I like and I hang out with because of the show. No, that's so real. Uh, I mean, today, actually, uh, I'm not going to say the person because that's I didn't ask them if it would be fine to talk about them on a podcast but one of those philadelphia improvisers just reached out and was just like hey just wanted to let you know i'm here i know that you know such and such and such but i'm here you made it, that so vague i have i have no idea who you're talking fine. about okay don't say I, it don't say it don't I say won't. it write, it, write their name down and then pass it to put you their name in the, the chat style. <laughs> with the name of the chat okay never mind that makes more sense <laughs> i'll pass the note to you yeah no uh it was good because I needed like a check-in because like college mm-hmm. is happening, life is happening, school is my life now, uh, and I am giving a lot of it uh, mm-hmm. to it. I'm giving most of who I am and what I have to it right now. That's why I'm not working because I got to commit 
You gotta do it. Yeah, that uh, that got me through. Uh, well, getting me through college was working a lot. So I'm gonna. I will say, working and doing college was so much. It was uh, almost impossible. It was a really big deal and very well, difficult for me. I can only imagine. My heart goes out to anybody who's doing that. I have a lot of transfer students that I met through the like the the welcome week that were right. Just like yeah, I'm gonna be working 40 hours a week. And I was like, I don't know how. I don't know how you're gonna do that. I wish you the best of luck, folks. Uh, people who pull that off, you're my hero. Uh, because my butt is just like, nope, I need all the time. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's the hardest thing is 40 hours of your week is just missing, plus the travel time. Yeah. And then also you're exhausted afterwards. So sometimes you're like, I can't do it. I, I can't do the work I need to do right now. I am spoiled on travel time. It's like 15 minutes to drive there and 15 minutes back. Like, it's I got a parking spot at school that I purchased too, so like it's like a four minute walk from all my classes, so I'm kind of spoiled. Yeah, I, I mean I lived in the town, so uh, travel to school was mm-hmm. no time at all, but travel to my work was a half hour. E, nope, nope, nope. Uh, I only like that if it's a train. Did you have a train that you just got to sit on? Nah, car. And nope, half an hour is too long for me uh, in a car to work. Don't like that. Uh, some people are like fine with like listening to the radio and like being a little traffic. Nope, just want to be at work. Just want to go to work. I gotta get. I gotta get work over. <laughs> I listen to a lot of music, so like mm-hmm. uh, that was that was my time to be like, I'm gonna listen to all of the Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and that's how I'm gonna get there. And then on the way back, I'll listen to half of another album. I actually can't believe I haven't asked you to do this with me for my class, Prince Porn in Public Space, that I'm taking right now. It's, I, I can't believe, yeah, I can't believe that I haven't asked you to, like, listen along to the albums I'm, and, like, the stuff I'm listening to. Like, I just listened to the the one Vanity 6 album that exists. Have you ever okay. listened to that? No, 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 I haven't. Okay, definitely give it a listen. I highly recommend. Okay. I would also uh, highly recommend checking out the Controversy album, because I never have by Prince. Uh, I never listened to Prince. I didn't grow up on Prince. No one was like, hey, Kai, listen to Prince. Uh, I've only listened to his three most famous albums, so. Oh, okay. And which which ones are those? I listened to 1999, um, mm-hmm. uh, Sign of the Times, and uh, Purple Rain. Tight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Vanity was supposed to be in Purple Rain, um, but that did not end up happening because Prince and Vanity broke it off. Oh, no. Is Vanity... Um, oh, my God. I can't think of her name. She... Uh, uh, she... Something in Lake Minnetonka. Who are we talking about? Apollonia. Vanity is replaced. Yeah, Apollonia 6. Yeah, so Apollonia 6 took over. Like, okay, so Vanity 6 was like a thing. And then they were, uh, Vanity left the group. And then everybody else was like, um, all right, what do we do? And Prince was like, we're going to keep it going. And now you. And now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Apollonia and Prince were dating as well. I believe Apollonia was dating Prince. I yeah. might just be thinking that uh, due to the fact that she was in Purple Rain. And he's nope. like... Uh, oh, God. Oh, purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Yep. So, yeah, then they took over. They existed for longer. Uh, Vanity Six only had one album. Definitely recommend anybody check it out. Um, how we got talking about Prince, I'm so glad. But I need you to check out more 80s music with me and listen along um, is what I'm saying. Because that's what I'm going to be doing for the next like couple months. I've been listening to the uh, the 1001 albums to listen before you die. Uh, mixed in with the Rolling Stone top 500 albums, and I'm mm-hmm. in the 80s right now. So I'm in like 83, I think. Right on. It well, starts in the 50s, and I 
and I've been listening to the I've been listening to that for the past six years. Uh, today I uh, I found out I didn't I didn't know about the when Prince opened up for Rolling Stones. And did you know about this? Uh, no. Tell me okay, so Prince got offered to open for Rolling Stones, so went to do so. And I think, I'm trying to remember what year this was, 81? I'll have to look it up. But got immediately booed, like called all the horrible, racist, homophobic shit. They're like immediately opening was just like stuff thrown at them and just harassed, right? Mm-hmm. Not great. Not great. Come on, guys. Come on, Rolling Stones fans of 1981. And then, believe it or not, they were like, hey, we like, they called up Prince and they were like, would you please come and do it again okay and they did and they played the whole set so there's just pictures of them with just like all the shit on stage yeah it was a it was a move it was a what a what a time uh, to be alive i mean rolling stones at some time at one point was the was a progressive band <sighs> it just shows that like that that, that pure ignorance like yeah it'll be fine dude come on over it'll hang out it's gonna be great they're gonna love the fact that you're a person of color number one they're gonna love that you're like basically coming off as queer even though we don't understand your conundrum you're just confusing as this what you're a symbol now like yeah nobody nobody understood prince oh yeah i mean well that was until he became the most famous man in the world (laughs) yeah yeah that's and, then everyone, and then everyone was like, okay, I get you, Prince. What's what's great, and I'll, I'll keep some of this Prince shit. What, okay, what I love about like living in Minneapolis right now and listening to Prince is just like, I get all the references. I'm over I here. just realized why, you, why your teacher is making you listen to Prince so much. And I was like, well, uh, Prince is a weird, Prince is a weird choice, no, but all right. Okay, I got it now. Hello, I'm Kai Bobby co-host of the Rotten Treasure podcast, where I talk with my friend Jim O'Donnell and a special guest about movie franchises that arguably went on a little longer than they should have. Hey Jim, what movies do we review? Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House, Wait, 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 wait. Home Alone, Holiday Heist. We we review more than just Home Alone movies. Tremors, Tremors 2, Aftershocks. (sighs) Uh, Do we have any guests? Do we have guests, Jim? Scott Campbell, Robert and Donnell from Watching It, Sarah Carter. Okay, uh, how do people find us on the internet, Jim? Follow us at Rotten underscore Treasure on Instagram, at Rotten Treasure on Twitter, Rotten Treasure okay, on right. Facebook. You know what, that, that's enough of your list. Um, so, folks, if you still want to find us, uh, you can listen to us on your preferred podcast app, uh, such as uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Podbean.com, Google Podcasts. Listen notes, not SoundCloud. Childhood, remember that? You could walk down the street, you could get an ice cream cone, you could go to school, you could do homework for five hours, and then lament about the fact that you're wasting your youth. Hi, I'm Ross, I'm the host of Kid Flicks. It's the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. We've covered more than 150 different movies, including all four of the Shrek movies, including Shrek 2, which we reviewed in two different episodes. Definitely give us a listeny listeny and subscribe wherever you get podcasts, unless you get podcasts from that creepy guy down the street. Don't let him open his trench coat. There's no podcasts in there. But seriously, give us a listen, won't you? Kid Flicks, it's a podcast. And back into the episode. Cool, folks. That was a commercial for a podcast. I like that podcast. Jim, what do you think of that podcast? Um, I, I love Ross.
I knew you were going to go with kid. <laughs> you were going to go with kid flicks. Yeah, I knew it. Uh, folks, you know Ross for, uh, if you listen to Rotten Treasure. And if you don't and you don't want to, you'll know Ross eventually because I'll have Ross on the show. Uh, so, Jim, are you down to answer some some questions? They're very personal and you're probably going to want to have all of them uh, removed from the sure. episode. Great. Great, great, great. What, uh, question number one. What is your social security number? Uh, no, no, no. Number one. Where the fuck do you get off? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I got to follow up. <laughs> uh, no, How dare right. you? Uh, I I want to I want to kind of ask. So I, I I know you identify as my friend. Um, I know that that is something that you identify <laughs> weird, as. Weird way to put it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are one of my best friends. No, this is a, a lead to a reasonable question, which is. Um, so I am going to call you an improviser and a podcaster. And how do you feel about that? <laughs> It's weird because I don't think of myself as a podcaster. I think of myself as an improviser who is on a podcast every week, despite the fact it is 50% my podcast. You know, I I hear you. Uh, I hear you. Because, like, every single time I even go into, like, a Twitter, like, podcasting space and I, like, hang out with people, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I don't These people are, like, serious. They're, like, really? I mean... I had to... I had to write a bio for myself recently for the uh, for the comedy sports uh, team that I'm on. Oh boy! And I, uh, I I wrote the entire thing and I was like, "Good, let me send that." And then I went, "Oh my god, I should mention that I have a podcast." Yeah. What mm-hmm. am I doing? Like, and then I sent that, and then I wrote it up and sent that out. But like, I t- I forget all the time that that's part of like what I do. Yeah. Oh, it it came up. Uh, one of the assignments that I had for my pr- uh, for my class that I was just talking about was to listen to the Vanity Six album, uh, and then talk about it on a recording. And of course, in the recording that I'm handing in as an assignment, it came up that someone had a podcast, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I also have a podcast." And like, "What's your podcast?" I was like, "I love that this is like being recorded <laughs> and gonna be passed into an instructor." And he totally commented on, on lecture. Like, he was just like, all right, thank you so much. Great. Glad everyone's getting their stuff in. Got a couple new podcasts to check out. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Love oh, all no. the podcasts that are in this class. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to listen to me, uh, I don't know, talk about Jamie Kennedy, I guess. So that should be interesting. So, yeah, no, I, I, I guess that's not a question. I guess I'm, uh, I did ask how you felt about it. But, yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, podcaster specifically. I do feel as though... If I'm going to call myself something, I would call myself an improv comedian, not even a comedian, but specifically an improv comedian. Uh, yeah, because I know? do recognize that there is uh, forms of improv that aren't comedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm specifically an improv comedian because I do know I don't want to be I don't want to do serious scenes myself. Yeah. Like I'll take I take them seriously, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want them to be serious. Okay, right on. You prefer most of your your scenes when you do improv to be relatively lighthearted and silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I okay. I want to uh, I want to have fun. I I want to I want to have a good time. I want to make people laugh, uh, and I want I want them to laugh at me. That's my goal. <laughs> I want them to laugh at me specifically, not with me. Just specifically laugh at me. I've met myself. I know what's going on there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we do tell other people to bully you on the other podcasts, so that's fair. And people will do it. People, oh. people. Use, sometimes people get halfway through the episode and they're like, "Okay, now I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Also, a lot of your improv teammates uh, that you currently have and have had enjoy bullying you. That's great, and you take mm-hmm. it so well. 
Uh, I, I, there is a person on my improv team, uh, uh, Chris, if you ever listen to this, uh, I appreciate you because you are so much fun to just like be like, hey, what's that? What's that secret handshake you're always doing with your sibling? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I just like, oh, yeah, let's let's see where that goes. Uh, he did my favorite move, which is he just started doing this. And I was like, you doing your happy knuckles? He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's ru- he's rubbing his knuckles together. A oh, podcast yeah. audience, by the oh, way. Oh <laughs> yeah, podcast audience. By the way, hold on a second. Let me let me get the audio. Yeah, yours is better. Can you hear mine? It's really hard. I, I can't yeah. tell if you can hear it's, mine. They're called happy knuckles, folks. Just imagine them and, and also do them yourself. It feels good. Just rub your knuckles together. I don't. Feel, I don't like excited. it. To be honest. No, it hurts. It really does. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not, not good hard. to do for long term. Uh, I see this as someone who does this with their knuckles. Ooh, no, no, no. All right, so Jim is... No, I'm just kidding. Anyways. <laughs> Jim just so, broke all of his knuckles. It was wild. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, okay, so that, that actually leads me to ask you a question then that I, I am... I think I, I think I know this answer, but what, like, emotion do you... Like, do you have a preference? Like, if you had to say, like, there's an emotion that you prefer to put out on stage or, like, is it your favorite kind of character? Like, what is that emotion? Um, I like... Uh, curious question. Um, oh, I'm very curious because I, I I think that the emotions serve the like the character state where like um, it's almost like emotion. It's just like you should pick a place to you should pick an emotional place to start with. Mm-hmm. I like to I do like to play like happy go lucky type characters a lot. And funny enough, I do like to play very stern characters because I think though I because I I know I just said I don't like to do serious things, but like. I think stern characters are very funny. Yeah. Okay. Like Superintendent Super uh, Intendant Chalmers from The Simpsons is a very stern character. Could pretend I like know who that is, but other people do who are listening. Or I guess Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle from the Muppets. He's a very stern character. Very funny character. You need that sternness to bounce off of, right? Because there needs to be that everyone else in the audience going, "That's absurd." You know, mm-hmm. they're being they're being absurd right now. Their requests unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another an, another thing I do like as characters though is as we were just saying, mm-hmm. I like a character that gets put down. Okay. I like a very like there's two kinds of characters that get put down, and one is a character that is high up here. Uh, uh, really really high status and mm-hmm. it's very fun to put down. The person that's high status. Yeah, you like, want to put down the person who's being an asshole at the bank because you're, the line's not going fast enough. Like, everybody wants to see that person, like... It's also a very good a arc of a scene is high status, is high status, low status, and then they switch statuses. It's yeah, a very simple want. arc to do. It's a very easy one to go through. It, it's just fun. It's fun to bring people down a peg. But the mm-hmm. other one is the character that's way down already. Mm-hmm. And... I think I gravitate toward those a little bit more. And I love when there's a character who clearly always gets made fun of and is considered the worst and everyone hates them and they never get like brought up. I love that character. Yeah, it's no, a that's very, amazing. It's honestly a very British type character, but it's hmm. one of my favorite. In my, in my, in my improv uh, uh, practice the other day, um, there was a character named Meatball and <laughs> right, great, right, right. Because we're doing a day in our life where we interviewed someone and there was somebody that in the story named, nicknamed Meatball and you got to bring Meatball into that improv scene. You're not going to not talk about someone named Meatball. Right. And 
uh, my teammate made the decision when someone was like, oh, hey, how's it going? They're like, hey, I'm Meatball. They're like, oh, that's got to be like a really like, interesting backstory. Like, there's not. <laughs> Name's just Meatball. Just was eating a Meatball sandwich one day, spilled a Meatball <laughs> right, right, myself, right. and now people call me Meatball. I frankly hate it. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. I don't know why people he's, do this to me. Yeah, he's like, often people say that, but nope, there's a, nope. It's just, my name's Meatball. <laughs> and yeah. I, pre- I appreciated that. Because, right, you're expecting it to be something. Why not? Why not give them the exact opposite of that? Well, there's some, it's a, uh, it's heightening by de-heightening. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. Like, uh, there's a famous, like, Jerky Boys bit where it's like, he pushed me down the stairs, he shot me, and then my shoes fell off. And, like, the, the heightening is de-heightening by his shoes falling off. Beautiful. Beautiful. See, I don't... I don't, when did you start like analyzing humor? <laughs> um, I okay. I've I've talked. I <laughs> we're, not, we're on a different podcast now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I started analyzing humor when I started listening to Simpsons commentaries when I was probably in like sixth grade. Okay. I had listened. I had watched a ton of Comedy Central presents as a kid, in mm-hmm. like fifth grade uh and i was really into like george carlin uh mm-hmm. and i was really into the simpsons and then one day like a year like a year into watching the simpsons i found their commentaries and then i would listen to them and it's all the writers like going over the jokes like how they wrote them how they crafted them where they got the ideas like spelling out why some jokes are funny like you mm-hmm. you know why a joke is funny but sometimes just having a the writer who wrote the joke go oh this is the reason why it's funny spells it out in a way that you let you're like oh someone put it into words yeah and i think that's around the time i started doing that you're one of my people like favorite people to be like to kind of be like Kai, don't make me explain to you why this is funny. I know you know. <laughs> but you're, you're still frustratingly enough just to be like, okay, <laughs> I will break this down. <laughs> well, that's also, sometimes I'm like, I don't know why it's funny. Don't get, get, get away from, like, I, I, one of my favorite is, um, one of my favorite bits that one of my friends used to do was if someone laughed at someone, they could always tell when they, it was a fake laugh. And they'd be mm-hmm. like, why was that funny? Why'd you laugh at that? And then they'd have to be like, oh, um, okay. Uh, ooh. And Ugh. they never would be able to explain it. And then eventually after a while, they were like, fuck you. You know, I, oh, can I curse? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to make the show explicit. I, please curse as much as you want. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fuck we just you. talked about George Carlin. <laughs> just say all of them, you know? <laughs> just kidding. We don't have to get all of them on there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them. We'll get them there. I don't know what I'm going to say in. tits, but... Sneak, you got to sneak them in, each one casually, yeah. Yeah. I did have a question based off of that, but were you going to say something else? I'm sorry. Nope. Oh. Go ahead. So, with that, I'm very curious, because I, I was going to ask you, like, what books or, like, what, like, media and content kind of influenced, like, your current style of, like, comedy? Ver- mm-hmm. Not necessarily what you find humorous, but, like, where do you feel like you may have, like, pulled some sensibilities from? Oh, I always think about this, because, like... There's a comedian we know, and I, mm-hmm. I we can we can say his name because you won't mind. Uh, but he's a big fan of The Simpsons, mm-hmm. and you can see that in his comedy. When you watch okay. this particular person, they are wa- it's like watching an episode of The Simpsons. Okay, you were like, all right, this beat, this beat, this beat. They did it. 
you, you can you can 100% see where the Simpsons come into it. Okay. I'm a huge fan of the Simpsons. I don't think my comedy I reflects that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want it to. I would love it to. Uh, but I just don't think it does. Because I don't think I'm that tight. But I don't know. Because I have a bit of like a energetic thing going on. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you, I think you like going to 100, like a lot. Like, I think you have fun when you're in character and you're like, I'm going to take my character to like... Even- <laughs> In our in our uh, intro or our, our trailer for Rotten Treasure, uh, I was just like, you know, and I'm probably not going to be this mean. Um, and you're like, and I'm going to be this level. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's probably accurate. And <laughs> it's been true for like two years of recording on there. Yeah, you've been that level that whole time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, that's it's a fun place to be. It's really fu- I, I think it's because like I want to be there all the time in my life. But there are social contracts you have to sign uh, mm-hmm. that don't want you to be there. Plus, you know, you get you get told by people, "Hey, you're a little much," and then you have like throughout childhood, and then you have to be like, "Okay, mm, yeah, no, it's real." Okay, you know what? Uh, okay, I know where like some of my humor comes from. Okay, Looney Tunes. Nice. Yes, that's great. Uh, I, okay, I, I'm. I try actively to be a cartoon character on stage. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. But that's what I'm. That's basically what I'm aiming for. I see. I see a lot of that actually, and I've seen that. Is there a character particularly that you're just like, oh my god, that's the best? I love that character. They're so funny, and I they have such great range of humor. Uh, I I mean, everyone's a big fan of Bugs because Bugs is kind of like. Bugs is Bugs is a very much an American uh, star where he's the funniest. He's he always has the best joke. He always is on top. He 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 gets knocked down once in a while, but he's always at top. Um, although I'm probably more of a Daffy because Daffy is the sad sack. Yeah, that's I actually I I once actually saw both of them at Six Flags. And by the way, I mean actually them. It was them. I I'm actually <laughs> wearing that. Uh, and I specifically went up to Daffy. I was like, "I like you more." And then I walked away. <laughs> like, I I I had to remember that I said this to two grown adults. <laughs> uh or teenagers. Let's be real. There's probably teenagers working in there cuz it's a shit job. Uh Yeah, you know you know what changed my life as a child? <laughs> that has like the it's like almost the moment my entirety of exist my entirety of comedic existence started. Mm-hmm. And it's when I watched Duck Amok. What is that? It is a Looney Tune short starring Don- uh, Donald Duck, starring Daffy Duck, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've seen it. And it's where he f- uh, faces off against the animator. Mm-hmm. Who's animating him currently? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's genius. It's it's insanely famous. Yeah. Uh, uh, Looney Tune short. I think that's crafted my entire sense of humor because I also have a bit of a meta sense of humor. Yeah, that's so fun though because you bring the audience with you. I I do kind of that. You don't do it in such a like, you don't you don't at least don't do like that wink to the audience thing. But meta humor is where it's at. Like. Ugh. I need to fuck with that a little bit more. I think it's because for me, uh, it's sometimes funny for me to just do exactly what we're told to do. 
And I'm not, I'm a pretty simple person. Mm -hmm. So like you tell me to do something, I'm, I'm most likely just going to do exactly what you told me to do. Nothing more, nothing less. I'll keep that in mind next time we do an improv scene and I want to make you like my secretary or something. I'm like, sweet. I can get this character to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it mostly comes out in like, uh, practices and like classes where they're like, do this specific thing in the scene. And like my very first thing will be, my very first thing I'll say is hello. And I'll just do the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I'll just be like, let's cut through everything. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to say that I'm doing it. Yeah, no, uh, I, th- I think sometimes it, it is uh, helpful to just say the thing you're actually trying to say. Um, I struggle with yeah. that as a human in general. And I think when we're seeing performance, we kind of want to cut and dry. Like no one wants to watch a movie. They're like, hey, so like, um, I like you. Like, I don't know. It's kind oh, Jesus. Um, how do I say this? Uh, yeah, but at the same time, you also don't <laughs> want to see literally just what someone just said. Like, uh, uh, like uh, someone just told you, okay, you're going to play a sad character. Nobody wants to... It, it's not great if every single time you come out and go, I'm sad. Like, that's all you got. That's that's kind of uh, one of the things I fell into is I'm, my characters are always sad. My characters are always distressed. That is because they tell us to do emotions, like big emotions. I do, I do those emotions and very well. They narrowed it down to sad, mad, uh, glad, and a frad. Right, right, right. I that I fucked it up because I uh, mispronounced uh, glad. A frad. No, glad, um, a frad. Yeah. Well, a frad is it, it's supposed to rhyme, and I and I messed up the rhyme of glad because I you said can glad fix it. instead do of you, glad. Do you want to own your mistake, or do you want to do you want to fix no, it? No, I'm glad. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, we do that, so we think we have to come out with these big emotions every time, and it's just yeah. so easy to be like, I'm distressed, or I'm sad. Like, it's very simple to do that. We can come out with a subtler form of the emotion, and I I personally tend toward glad and afraid. Those are, like, easier, funny emotions to me. <sighs> glad I get glad i get because you can play like a like a really happy or you can play a really like you can play happy in so many different directions you know like really quiet happy you don't even need to say anything you could just be a giddy happy person in the scene um but afraid is not something i think i do authentically like well like i don't like with somebody like if i do afraid as a scene i'm gonna do scooby-doo afraid yeah you know like it's not gonna be oh boy (laughs) you know like i i I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I guess I could, I'll challenge myself next to do afraid. I just, I tend to lean in, in those directions. And I guess I always want my sad person to win, which is why, like, I, I did like a distressed thing the other day where my person was like late coming to the cabin and I wasn't going to make it. And it was like a board game weekend. And they kept like throwing board games on top of a pile. Like that was the bit from the day was that like this person, they have way too many board games between them. So we leaned into that. Yeah. And then I decided halfway through the, 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 <laughs> This like in like 15 minutes in uh, after like being only in scenes on the sidelines for making phone calls uh, that I was underneath uh, the pile the whole time. So like, you guys just started throwing stuff on me. And I can, like, I don't know. I made up a bit about being late because I was too embarrassed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I got a note very early on. One of my teachers was like, you do you lose very well. So you sh- like, and not a lot of people lose in scenes because yeah. everyone kind of wants to win. So please continue losing because that you you need to do because someone needs to lose in scenes. 
and I think I lose over dramatically. Like I often like my, I let my character lose to the point where it overtakes the scene. I'm like, oh, I must lose. I must lose very poorly. But I think a quiet loss can be really fun for the Which audience. Is, I like when the bit is ignored in service of the scene, but it like is clear that it's still going on and everyone has accepted that it's going on, but also everyone's accepting we're going to keep going with the scene and it's funny that that's going on. Yeah. Like that's that's a gift that we're not going to talk about. That's the one that's between me and the audience. <laughs> yeah, it's a very yeah. Soccer Brothers thing to do. No, I love it. Zucker Brothers movies are very like we have the, we have what's supposed to happen in the scene, and in the background there is a woman on fire. Bing bang okay. boom. I was actually just talking about how much uh, we were breaking down uh, the improv that we did, and one of the things that came up was that like we were all kind of doing things that the other, like the other person like other people weren't seeing, and I was like, oh, I was intentionally doing side stuff because I wanted to like give that to just the audience like that's just for mm-hmm. a few members i think it's fun to do like little tiny things while you're in a scene while other people are doing a bunch of shit that's just like funny for just the few people who are not paying attention to the people talking like mm-hmm. i i think whatever I, I usually just do it for shits and giggles myself but more importantly i like to look who's next to me and was like hey let's engage in like a really fun way <laughs> yeah i like, mean a very a very easy cheat code mm-hmm. for a scene that's like kind of mundane is to do something wacky in the background there there's a famous scene in the movie sleepers which is a woody allen movie Mm -hmm. um where there's two rich people having a conversation it's just normal rich people conversation there Mm -hmm. it's it's a fairly mundane conversation non-consequential but in the background woody allen is fighting a uh monster made of like soup or something like that that's absurd and I love and it. And that's a very good cheat code in mundane scenes is to have people almost dying in the background and making sure you do not record like you do not acknowledge that. Help! Help! You're like, nope, that person is nope, that person's drowning in a, a thing of jello. That's just how they're dying in the scene. That's fine. Yeah, just ignore them is, is the more fun thing to like to do in that scenario. Yeah, someone's dying of jello in the in the background of the scene, they're like, help, help! I, if I just had one person to help me, and then the people in the front are just like, I think the stock market is going a little down lately. I don't, I don't feel like the Dow has been kind to me this year. Like it, it's a very simple bit. I've been trying to think about the people that I commonly try to make lose, and I'm trying to be careful with that because. Like, the characters I'm trying to play are a little bit more absurd these days, because I was like, I don't want this to, like, hurt somebody super bad who's in the audience right now, who's just, like, also being introspective about the way that they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it is it is funny to do that, though. It is funny to have people lose. Someone's gotta lose. Well, I'm glad it's you and not me, because I cry whenever my character loses. And whether it's part of the scene or not, I'm not quite sure half the time. Mm-hmm. Because I am also like, oh, I like this character. No, <laughs> I thought they were going to do all right. <laughs> I thought this was going to work out for them. Nope. I that- I ultimately think that my, the reason why I might play those characters more is because I I don't view myself as likable or and I don't play likable characters on stage. Like, I don't think people look at the characters I play and go, yeah, I like this guy. I want to <laughs> see more of them. I play, I tend toward the unlikable character and it's just funny to watch me lose 
Yeah, that's great. No, I like that because somebody not that someone has to be a villain, like not all scenes need a villain. But why not if have that villain be like fun and absurd? Uh, I, I'm I'm here for that. Not all scenes need villains, but like it's great when they are. I love yeah. when there's a villain in a scene. It's very easy to uh it's very easy to shit on a person that just you just gotta make sure you shit on that person i tried to think of a scene that would be intrusive to have a villain and i just thought of the scene in titanic where they're on the door <laughs> i was like it's a very inappropriate time to have a villain like i know there is a villain in the scenario but like that's not like it's already oh, going bad <laughs> you mean like billy zang shows up yeah. and he's just like throwing rocks at them or something you're like stop it billy it's already well, bad not, yeah I, well i imagine he had the gun that he has and he's like all right jack out of the car all right i guess that that's not what billy zane sounded like in that movie but <laughs> look this boat's sinking and i'm taking everyone down <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious in in your in your time performing what is what is something that actually bothers you about uh improv what bothers me about improv? I mean, hey, if things it's, don't bother you and you're just smooth sailing and enjoying it, that's awesome. I mean, I, there, there's like, there's like things within the scene that annoy me. Um, I don't know about like within the actual improv itself, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've gotten to a point where I've seen a lot of improv and like I now can recognize bad scenes and can recognize why a scene is bad. And, like, I'm, obviously, I'm not infallible. I do a lot of bad scenes. It's just now mm-hmm. I'm a little more mm-hmm. conscious of, like, okay, I think I can fix this scene. Or I think I can push it in the right direction. I mean, I did a... I, uh, last Friday, I did a awful scene that just was, like, really unsuccessful. And I couldn't save it. Like, I couldn't do anything to save it. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there is much within improv itself that I don't like. I have to I'd have to think about that a little bit more. That's okay. It's one of those questions that I wasn't sure whether or not to ask cuz it, it it is it it I don't think I particularly I don't, I don't know. I don't want to feed you to think about the negative necessarily, but I I'm I'm more so like I'm curious like as as someone who does the performance as as someone who's been doing improv for a few years now. Like are there improv moves that particularly bother you? Like I don't I don't know if it's I, I do okay okay I think I I think I understand where you're getting at now okay I'll just go to the part where I I asked a reasonable question <laughs> <laughs> one move I do not like mm-hmm. is watching someone really try to be funny mm-hmm. because I I mean this is kind of like we we projection kind of thing where i i made that mistake one million times Mm -hmm. where i'm like hey i'm gonna do something real hilarious right now and then it falls really it falls on its face really hard and now i watch people and i'm like you're trying to be funny right now i can see it because i used to do this and still do it to be honest i i and i'm like stop it stop trying to do that because you're you're gonna fail yeah it's i i hear you go ahead what were you going to say? I was just going to say, it was only by editing uh, the next week's episode uh, f- to listeners, uh, Ralph's episode, and I'll give a spoiler, uh, Susan Messing is who said, um, don't chase the funny, you'll never catch it. I might yeah. be still uh, misquoting that, it, 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 but and, and kind of just paraphrasing there, but yeah, it's it's not worth it. And I, 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 I just don't encourage it in anyone's life. It's just exhausting. Yeah, I, th- I think there's um, there's something about... Uh, comedy that's 
you kind of have to know yourself to be able to fail. You have to be able to go on stage and watch yourself fall on your face. And it's very easy to... There, you can try and not fall on your face in like two ways. And mm-hmm. one is, I, I keep doing this two ways thing tonight. Uh, <laughs> Things are binaries. Trust me. I know. As a yeah. non-binary person, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> this is more like there's two kinds of, there's two kinds of ways to fail in this world. You either fail or you do, or you super fail. Um, it's 50-50 chance. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, two kinds of people in this world. There's people with hats and people without them. Um, yeah, bears and frogs. Anyways, you were saying... <laughs> <laughs> um, like, a way to fail is you can, like, be too scared to do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're scared to fail, so you kind of don't make a choice. You are just a bland character. You're not adding anything. And yep. it's... Uh, and that is... That is a fear of failure, is what that is. Because uh, I, I went through this for a long time. Like not because you have to like swing for the fences. You yeah. have to. You have to try and. You have to try and make it big, make a big thing. You don't have. You don't. The other way, but the other type of thing that happens when you fail is kind of the next step is trying too hard to be funny and being a bit arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm trying to say. Like once in a while, you'll see someone like tell a story, and they're like. I'm the butt of this joke. And then they kind of like, it's almost like they're pointing at the audience. Like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I recognize <laughs> I'm the butt here. Like, <laughs> right guys. Isn't it funny to laugh at me? I, I see that move yeah. a thousand times. I do it. I've done it a thousand times. It's enough. It's a, it's just kind of like the next step. And you're like getting closer to failing properly. Oh, geez. Yeah. Ah. I don't know. I I did it. I hear you. I very much so want to make sure that I'm always funny. Um, I I threw in a unicycle the other day as my example. I said I was late. I was like, my bike broke down. And then I threw my unicycle, my backup unicycle broke down. I don't know if that's a genius move or an unnecessary move. You know, like, I don't know. It could be either one. 50-50. We're thinking of binaries here. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like you're kind of it's like you're forcing a thing like i I remember when i was like 12 one of my favorite things would be like a lamp right huh huh yeah huh that's a good bit that's a that's a a thing that's like a random thing why would i be mentioning that right now huh (laughs) no but anywhere you are you could just point at a lamp with them in real life and they'd be like yeah i see the fucking lamp (laughs) and that's a good bit i got it we all have lamps in our lives like it's (laughs) But, like, there's, like, certain things that we, like, we think are funny, but they're not actually funny because the funny is the human interaction. Yes, uh, I agree. It's funny is agreed upon. I feel like that's that's actually a big thing for me, I guess. Like, I, I oh, wow. I don't know if funny. Oh, I, I might want to pull back immediately. Fun is funny is not actually agreed upon by a lot of people, but I prefer when my funny with people when I'm trying to have a laugh is agreed upon. You know, I don't want obviously I don't want it to be one sided. I don't like it when someone's like I'm laughing and they're just like, wow, this sucks. I want the extreme opposite. You know, I want I want people being like, this is good. I like this. This is a fun time. Here's an here's a bit of a tangent that we can go on. Last night I watched uh, the original scary movie. Okay. 
And I wasn't allowed to watch Scary Movie when I was a kid. Uh, oh, no. They were too... They were too dirty. What are you talking about? The Waynes Brothers were very clean in that. They did not say <laughs> anything dirty. But I remember seeing them. I remember seeing one of them at some point, And I remember being like, this isn't... F- like, I, I'm, I don't like this. But, like, everyone's laughing. Am I, like... Am I wrong? Mm-hmm, Is, mm-hmm. Am I the person that's wrong? And as I was watching it last night, I noticed... Uh, a lot of the humor was very well crafted, but with very, very bad premises. Mm-hmm. Like the I the example I've been thinking about is there's a part where Sean Wayne's entire bit is that he's gay. It's awful. It's super homophobic. The entire yeah. movie is really, really homophobic. Yeah. That's how that works. And I love that movie. I loved that movie. My queer ass was all about those movies. So here's the thing. A lot of the jokes were really well crafted. They were really well done. Mm. They were executed well. And the example I'm going to give is at the when you meet Sean Wayne's character, the very first thing he says is, does this shirt make me look gay? And mm-hmm. then the other guy's like, no. And then he like... Oh, yes. Up. I did forget about that. And then he goes, that. what about now? That is a very well-crafted joke that's super hateful. It's really homophobic. Yeah, you could, right. But you could make, you could drop that into a premise. You could take that joke word for word and drop it into a better premise, a movie that's not homophobic, and it would work. I can do that in my own life. I can literally, with other fellow queers, just be like, hey, you know, like, I can make that joke because they know that I'm queer and, like, that's the bit. Like, it's just different context. Yeah. Like, the joke's not incredibly mechanically wrong. It's just depending on who who is doing it and what the point and premise of it. it, it mine's ironic, but... The way you could make that work is it's a gay character who does want to look gay. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the, that could be the bit. And that's, like, you're laughing at the, the joke of, does this make me look gay? Oh, this person's homophobic. And then they're like, oh, I want to look gay. You can make that work. Like... You, yeah, you, can I, you can do that. The point the point I'm making though is it's in scary movie, it's not yeah. good. It's yeah. horrible because the one, the movie's homophobic, and two, the premise is homophobic, but the joke is well crafted. Mm. No, I hear that. I I that's why I like to watch comedians that I don't like for that exact reason. I want to understand why their joke is working. I think to understand the mechanics yeah. of a joke is to understand people because that's the purpose of jokes is to connect with people. If your jokes are only for the purpose of connecting with yourself and your own sensibility of humor, you suck. <laughs> this is where we this is where you you've you've made it to the point. You, yes. Like you made it to why I brought this up in the first place. I'm a genius, is, Jim. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, that is the point I was trying to make, but I don't remember how I got, where I got to this from like A to C here. What movies were we talking about? How do those movies make you feel? What content were we talking about? We were talking about Scary Movie, The Waynes Brothers. Well, I, well, I brought it up randomly. I think it was, I, I brought the point up randomly. I think it had to do with not being able to connect with everyone. Oh, it was like, 
You got it. You made a point about how not everyone has the same sense of humor. Yeah, no, not everyone does. That's why I like to listen. Yeah, that's why I like to listen to comedians that I don't think are either funny or ready for yes. this. If comedians are hurtful and I've heard that I'm supposed to hate them based off the identity that I tell people who I am, I specifically want to watch it. I want to understand why people are like, no, Kai, it's not safe for you. Don't do That's it. That's why I watch Dave Chappelle's specials. Yeah, of course. I have to understand what the fuck is going on. Do you think I couldn't? You think I could just let that exist out here without me seeing it? No, granted, any any queer or trans person out there, I want to be very clear. If you don't want to watch that, live your fucking life. I respect anyone's agency. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had to see this shit. I had to see it. To be honest, I think it's a. I think it's a little bit from you. Uh, you're you would watch it almost as a comedian first, yeah, and then as a queer person second. Because you're you're watching it as a comedian to understand how the like how he can make a joke about again a flawed premise. Okay, yeah. Where and then as a queer person, you're like, I hate this. <laughs> as a queer person, my heart hurts. When it comes to Dave Chappelle, he's a very interesting person because I loved Dave Chappelle as a kid. Like, I loved watching Chappelle show. It's very interesting watching, uh, talking about Prince and Rick James at the moment, thinking back to when I grew up on Comedy Central. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it is, it was challenging at times for me to go through uh, and, like, watch, you know, some of Dave's material. But at the same time, I call him Dave. We're on a first name basis. We... <laughs> We, oh, David. So David and I, um, he was performing. I was watching. It was a screen between us, but we were hanging Parasocial. out. Parasocial. And <laughs> he said some transphobic things. And I was like, David, <laughs> very oh, inappropriate. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't really have uh, time to really hate Dave Chappelle because I don't really have time to like hate a lot of other people that uh, don't understand me because uh, I don't understand me either. Um <laughs> And like, also, I just don't care. At, at a certain, I don't care that David Chappelle understands who I am. What I do care about is the ripple effect of, of who, like who that who's hearing that and what the impact is of that. And like, I think that's why I stay curious. That's why I listen to comedians that either say things that are like I've been informed are not good and not cool by many people that I entrust. And often in some situations, I'm like, wow, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I'm really glad you pointed that out. I yeah. agree with you. Um, but other times I'm just like, oh, all right, I could see there's some nuance here. It's not quite like you said. <laughs> it, it's it's a thing about like there is sometimes someone is funny and they're doing things. They're not making good jokes. Yes, uh, I know plenty of those people, and I've also been that person. Same, 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 same. Uh, Jim, are you are you ready for another question? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Hit me with cool. the question. Cool. So this is a, a thing that I'm very curious what you do. It's a serious one. How do you manage burnout? I don't. <laughs> you don't? Okay, cool, cool, I don't, cool. I don't do it well at all. I'm, I'm really bad with burnout. Um, I usually take a week off, to be honest. Uh, okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really poor. I really poorly manage burnout. I, I have noticed in recent years that I was experiencing burnout more when I wasn't happy in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Versus when I wasn't happy comedically, like I would be like, oh, well, my life will get better if I just was funnier right now, Mm. which we can get into that thought in a second. No, that's real. But it's like, oh, I must, I'm not funny right now. Let me take a week off because I must be burnt out. But the reality is I'm burnt out on life Mm -hmm. and I kind of need to take a week away it's just 
comedy is another thing that would be on top of me. And I would be like, hey, I'm going to take a week off. And then I would come back. Like, yeah. And that week off usually helped because I'd be like, well, that was one thing off of my shoulder that I didn't need. Yeah. No, I hear that. It's a free, I mean, hey, will we take a week off? I mean, I missed you for three weeks that we didn't work together. We didn't work together. We didn't, we didn't get to play together. Excuse me. Very different. Oh, we work and play. A podcast is a combination of both. No way I'm overanalyzing that, but uh, no, the 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 time like the time away when you're like, oh, cool, I have that extra Wednesday to do this. I'm gonna do that. It's sometimes it's it's nice to have that surprise, and that's not even just like my creative endeavors. Who doesn't love like a hey, you don't need to come in and work today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, yeah. okay, okay, cool. You still gonna pay me? All right. <laughs> no, all right. All right. <laughs> still um, not gonna go. All right. Yeah, it. it I think that that's where the burnout happens and i just kind of like i just take like a step away from everything and i go you know what this week i'm gonna focus on myself for a hot second and then i'll come back around and then i return the next week and i'm usually a lot better i often find myself not like completely surprised oh i'm burnt out where'd that come from and you're like oh because you were literally skidding down the road (laughs) i forever I, (laughs) i notice i'm burnt out when i start hating people in scenes okay i'm just like i can't believe this person would do that again i hate that fucking move i hate that that, move that's a classic move how do they not know that i'm sick of that move oh my god (laughs) and at this point i'm like if i start feeling that feeling i'm like oh i'm burnt out right now i i'm sick of seeing i'm just kind of sick of seeing everybody for a minute i just need to step away for half a second I think space is an undervalued thing that people don't really take advantage of. Um, mm-hmm. You have all these commitments that we'll throw into our weeks. I think it's important to occasionally be like, hey, guys, uh, with literally no shame to any of you, I'm just going to take a week off. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to whatever it is, like whatever you if you have like a if you have yourself like a board game week every single Thursday, that's cool. But if you can't make a Thursday, take a week off like your your life is fine. You need to just stay home and watch Avatar The Last Airbender. I burnt myself a bit for like six months where it was Monday, improv, Tuesday, movie, Wednesday, podcast, Thursday, D&D, Friday, uh, show. And I was just like, oh, my God. Nope. No, no, no. I'm even being cautious with this podcast. I'm going to do it very, very uh, scarcely. And then also just like, yeah, with podcasting and improv practice on Mondays, like those two days of the week that I'm also going to school, that I'm also doing things. Uh, you got to be careful with uh, how many things you take on. It's very important to not take on too many. As I say, I'm starting a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. As yeah, we yeah. all do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we all Because you know. we go, oh, this will solve it for me. <laughs> I think that... I've been wanting I, to write a book for a long time and I'm like, that'll solve all my troubles. I will finally write that book I've always wanted to write. But aren't there times, though, when you need to step up in other areas of your life where you realize if you just start also taking care of the thing that you always told you to do for yourself and you start doing that, too, like it helps kind of like ripple into mm-hmm. like the other shit you're trying to get done. Yeah. So I, I think I think me on the sidelines being like, hey, I really should get good at improv uh, has been essential to me growing as a person and also to the education I'm currently diving into. Uh, matter of fact, actually, one of the things I was really happy to hear about in my design thinking class from uh, someone doing a TED Talk was talking about how improvisers have a leg up when it comes to design thinking because we're already kind of just like, all right, let's throw out the fucking wackiest ideas up top. Let's just talk about them. Uh, because in those wacky ideas is someone going, wait a minute, that's actually fucking genius. <laughs> you know, it's something funny. 
that you just thought made me think about? Yeah. I don't like thinking about the philosophical side of improv. Okay. And comedy and such. I don't like Love thinking it. about it because I think it muddies the water. This is per- me personally. Um, okay. No, that's fair. Like, obviously, this works for obviously this works for a ton of people. Um, but for me, if I start thinking about the philosophy of uh, of everything, I can't do anything. I I am suddenly in the weeds. I just need to kind of like absorb things the way I need to absorb things, and then go from there. Like I can analyze things, but I cannot think of philosophy. I can't watch a TED talk about improv because that's too much for me. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I don't I don't particularly get into that stuff too much either. Like, I don't really I'm a podcaster who doesn't really like look into how to podcast. And then that's kind of terrible. But like at the same time, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I got other things I want to do. Like, I, I, I do this because of like, I, I enjoy it. And I, I, <laughs> I want a few people to gain value out of it if they do. And that's great. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's a bit of a just keep doing it kind of thing, you know, yeah. and you just, you just keep doing it. And like, I was, I probably was at my pr- most productive improv rise when I just was not thinking about a philosophy. Like I wasn't like philosophizing about it and being like, oh, com- comedy is actually like, like music and the way like mm. we flow through it is. Uh, is like the notes and the notes need to repeat sometimes. And that's yeah. what a, th- and that's what a motif is. And this is how I, when I get into that, it ruins everything. Yeah. You, you can only do that retrospectively. I- I'm going to summarize this pretty quickly and maybe you'll hate it, but take the note, have fun. That's kind of generally like what I like yeah. to do. I like, oh, cool. Take the note. Cool. 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 I'm going to go back to doing improv and having a good time. I'm and learning more about the team I'm working with and trying to pay attention to who then, you know, maybe you're at a different thing, working with someone new, try to figure out what their sensitivities are and have some fun. Yeah. I, I try not to overthink it. And even when I do really poor improv, these days I'm pretty safe about it. Like I don't put myself in spaces where I really have to feel that bad about it. Uh, I really feel already good with my team to like do some poor improv around. I just don't care. Like, I'm sorry. I, at this point, I'm just, I'm over hating myself for my performance. I, I, I'll save that for my spoken word days. I mean, I've gotten to a point where like, if I did a poor scene afterward, I go, okay, where'd that go wrong? Um, I didn't make a choice at the top. I didn't uh, make a character choice. I didn't do such and such a thing. Like I didn't, I didn't take it anywhere. I only, uh, we didn't heighten. Like it's things like that. I've, mm-hmm. I've learned my, I've learned my lesson to just go, okay, what went wrong? Didn't heighten. Got it. Next time I'm in a scene, I will heighten more. Hmm. No, I think that if it, if it enables you to have more fun because you figured out the trick that also enables the other people in the scene to have more fun. That's kind of the point, right? Like I, at the root of the only reason, like the, the, the root of the reason why I do performance and like why I do improv and like why I want to do it weekly uh, and practice and such is I'm trying to find the root of like the like I don't know uh, connection like the like where we all like kind of just instantly like oh that's fun like that to me is the most interesting unifying thing to find out as much as I'm equally fascinated by like what separates our sensibilities of humor I am very fascinated about when I'm like oh they saw the same joke as me oh we're creating the same joke oh yay they're in it too like there's such a joy to that build that you can't find in a lot it's of places like there's a scene in the office where they have to like distract Michael from something, mm-hmm. and then Jim just goes, "Hey!" Yes. Hey. And then Michael makes this face where he's like, <gasps> and then he's suddenly in on the joke. Yeah, that's 
that's the most fun when we're all in on the joke. We're all doing the joke together. If you start doing something that's just like so out of left field that even the people on stage don't get it, what we're not having fun here, guys. <laughs> no, that's real. Okay, I got another question for you. Uh, actually, before I ask you my next question, I, I think there there's something so there. And I actually recently talked, I think I, I think I talked about it on the episode that's coming out next week, which was, uh, I talked about you reminding me that, uh, like, the, yeah, we. I think you and I, I don't know if you had it started it or whatever, but we were kind of talking in the metaphor of playing ping pong when it comes to joking with people. Like, make sure that that person's like having some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure that they wanted to play. <laughs> Yeah, nobody likes when you just spike the ball out of nowhere. Don't do that. It's a dick move. Oh, wow, it's not fun to... I remember one time I was playing Mortal Kombat with someone, and I'm just atrocious at Mortal Kombat. I'm not a good video game player. And this guy was amazing, and he just kept dominating me. And at some point I went, is this fun for you? Like, is it fun for you to just beat beat up my character? And he Mm -hmm. went, yeah. And I was like, you know, it's not fun for me. Like, (laughs) I'm... Like, I'm going to stop playing now. Yeah. So is it fun for you now that you don't get to play at all because you didn't, like, you didn't try to, like, have fun with me? Wait, you're the worst at a Chuck E. Cheese, man. Like, I'm just trying to have a good time destroying a little kid in a video game. <laughs> yeah. Like, if a little kid, like, if you start destroying a little kid, it'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to play anymore. Like, yeah. thank you. you. Congratulations. You've proved you're better than me. Yeah, I, it is. It is sad that that's the case. I am always. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's comedy. <laughs> no, and that's exactly what I don't like to see in comedy. So, folks, if anybody is listening and trying to think about like what's fun about taking on like either uh, comedy or any type of creative endeavor that you do collaboratively, it's not fun when you just spike the ball and have your own fun. Uh, not mm-hmm. a big, not a big thing I recommend doing. And I think it's important to be conscientious because I did it. Um, I don't think I'm better than anybody. If if anybody is questioning at all in their life moments where they did that, you're not a piece of shit. You just we do that. It's instinctual, like mm-hmm. a, a annoying thing. And maybe maybe the younger generations uh, beneath me have figured out how to not just go. Oh God, I'll do whatever it takes to fit in, please. Um, but that little lingering. Uh, I don't like that impression you just did of me. I don't. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't... <laughs> Archie, why, why are I accepted? <laughs> it's you and Peter Griffin combined. But It's me and Cliff Clavin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of bringing that energy into my adulthood. A matter of fact, actually, I'm at college right now, and I had that day of like, oh my god, I don't have any friends. This is really scary. And yeah. ultimately, it actually felt good in a weird way, because I hadn't felt it in a very long time. I just had that feeling recently where I went to a uh, show... And I did a jam and I was the only person I knew at that jam. And I was just like, oh, no, yep. I don't I don't know anybody. And I feel like I feel like I'm in sixth grade all over again. It's a good feeling. And I encourage I, like I think that I oh God, I try to encourage most people. This is why you and I, I think, are guilty of like trying to like, you you know, the guilt that comes along with being an improviser and like realizing you're accidentally like kind of pulling other people into a cult. You start talking about how it's healthy and like you kind of be like, wow, am I telling my friends to do improv a lot? Shit. Like, I'm trying to, like, I am a promoter by accident in terms of talking about how, like, it's been helpful for me uh, in my life and, like, great. I, it's funny, I used to do that when I first started where I was like, you gotta do improv, it's so much fun, like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. And now, and now I'm like, no, no, I'm like, that's my thing, you get away from my thing. (laughs) That's my thing. Like, you don't wanna. No, 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 I'm the improviser in this group. Get, you're not, you're not the improviser, it's me. 
I know you're you're currently not uh, swiping um, right or left at the moment, but I would imagine that if you were uh, in a position that were that with the case, I I can see you being like, ugh, an improviser left. <laughs> That's my thing. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah. I would swipe right just to just a boo. Just to get out of my DMs. Yeah, no, I almost seriously. said the name of an improviser that I know was on Twitter. <laughs> no, I hear that. Get out of here. I am. I am actually uh, slowly like realizing that like in most of my day to day right now, people aren't like, oh yeah, improv comedy is important. For a while there, for like good two years of my life, I just had like everybody being like, this is what we do. Improv's awesome. It's most of our week. <laughs> Um, we're gonna go see it. We're gonna do. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna do it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh my God. So to get to a point right now where it's just kind of just like, "Oh yeah, that is something that I do sometimes." Pre-pandemic, where it was like you and I were very guilty of this. We were improvisers. We yeah. were five days a week going yeah. to improv. What are we doing tonight? We're gonna go see Hoffman. What are we doing yeah. tonight? We're gonna we're gonna go to a class. What are we doing tonight? We're gonna go. We're gonna go meet with some improvisers. Yeah, yeah. I think that was for a long time just all that we did and then pandemic happened and then everything slowed down and now we're back and i'm like i could do this like twice a week no that's so real though because there is something that i think everybody that's a comedian i think figured out uh wow this is a, a thing a, a general realization from doing the podcast with you uh of ron <laughs> doing ron treasure for the last two years uh and so i think everyone realized that they'd be okay if they didn't just always do improv and that if yeah. they didn't always just do funny stuff they're like oh there's more to life and yes i mean hell that's literally the discovery we made doing rotten treasure which is that there was more to it than just being funny there's more to it than talking about uh, 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 Pitch Perfect Three is the one I always go to, but what, what, it, it, it didn't, it doesn't matter. Like I don't care about. Like I love the Muppets. That was great. I'm glad we talked about it, folks. If anybody's listening, go listen to every episode. But the Muppet Run was great. I appreciate that, but at the same time, uh, I care much more uh, about talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about these movies. Yeah. We watch some good movies once in a while, but overall, I watch the movie in service of talking to someone either new or one of my friends or someone I knew but didn't know enough. Hmm. I'm appreciative of that. Folks, the friend that called me is actually one of our previous guests. Let's see if you can try to figure it out. Uh, if you, Ooh, li- you have to listen to... Sense, I'm the first guest, which means that oh, there wait. is no previous guest. Oh, sorry. Hold on a second. <laughs> I got confused on which show I was. Folks, the... Uh, there's there's a little 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 uh, little puzzle you can solve here. Hey Jim, I got uh, I got one more question for you. Uh, it's not where do you get off? And How dare you? I'm actually I'm, I'm skipping past one. It's almost because I don't know. I don't know. All right, I'm asking. Just ask it I'm, in the ask it, and we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, you I'm, can always I'm, edit it out. Yeah, 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 no, that's totally fair. Do you? I know. I don't. I don't think you have like a favorite saying or like a mantra or something that like keeps you kind of like in check. But do you? No. No, no. I, I, I you didn't see strike you, me as someone who I does. That's why I was like, I don't think this is a question for Jim. It nah. is. It's not. And I, I, I think I love slash appreciate that thing about you. Like, it seems. I think mantras, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think certain times people use mantras dangerously. I think they're just words. I, I, like, I, 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 they work for people, and I'm so happy they work for people. Like mm-hmm. you, you need to do whatever you can to get by, and if a mantra works say that mantra do yeah. it that is working for you you keep doing that uh they don't work for me uh my yeah. brain only sees them as words and can't like see them as a philosophy i there have been times where i would have followed mantras mm-hmm. 
but I, it's just, I, I'm not in that moment of my life right now. Um, and I just, I don't have, I don't have an answer for that. No, that's totally fair. Um, would you like me to retract the question? (laughs) No. Okay. Do you have a mantra? I, I, well, I was going to say one of the ones that I have is because of Joe Gates. And I don't, I wouldn't say, it's weird. I have to Google what Oh, is what, it, what uh, I'm a unicorn. Whee! It's I'm a unicorn. No, it's <laughs> not quite that. I have to Google what a mantra actually is. Um, like, actually, like, it's the like origins a, of why I call it a mantra. It's it's kind of a thing you say over and over to, sure. like, put you in a mindset. Right, it's just one of those words that you just accept. You're like, yeah, it's a mantra. But I don't know the origins of the word mantra. It, it, it doesn't really, like, it, it comes from, like, Hinduism and, like, and the ilk. It's a very gotcha. Eastern thing. Uh, famously, the the higher Krishnas uh, were very big into mantras, which was you kind of say something. Sometimes it's a nonsense thing, which I believe Hare Krishna, like literally those words, I don't believe mean anything, mm-hmm. but they mean, but by meaning nothing, they mean everything. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know what I'll call it necessarily, but just a helpful sentence that I say to myself when I'm distressed. I stole from our dear friend, Joe Gates. It was, do these thoughts serve me? Immediately followed by, I wonder what my next thought's going to be. Okay. And I might be getting those, I might be paraphrasing, but that's what I walked away with. So I'll I'll, I'll keep those ones going. Because as someone who has, I mean, I particularly appreciate that when I'm hypomanic, because often those hypomanic thoughts do not serve me. And also the same when I'm in a depressive episode. So pretty much like all the time. I, it's useful information to be like, do these thoughts serve me? Uh, but also realizing that I get to be a participant in my next thought, just asking myself, like, I wonder what my next thought's going to be, does help me because it does shake me up a little bit. There are times, though, when I ask myself that question, I'm like, I call bullshit. It's a dumb question. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where you catch yourself asking your like if you have a reminder on your phone to be like, you're great. I love you. It works for a while. But eventually you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I yeah yeah yeah. I I used to follow uh, like motivational. This is what this is what I was talking about earlier. I used to f- follow like motivational quotes on like Instagram. And mm-hmm. when I was in a down and out place, they were helpful to me and I I I really need them. But then they stopped meaning things for me. And then uh, eventually I was just like this is just this, this just isn't working for me. And it's like when like the situation does this where he like uh, uh, he, you, you could tell he used a lot of mantras to get sober, mm-hmm. but now he's kind of obsessed with them, and it's like he's just saying things. He's just saying Wait. words that he read somewhere. Which I mean, wh- what is wh- what is language? But like, <laughs> no, I think when I think it's very easy when you're having when you're trying to get rid of something that you have an obsessive relationship with, or literally like a, a like an unhealthy end, or like addicted relationship with, it's very helpful in a way but also maybe not in some context to find a thing that has like structure to it and it's just like this is this works you know uh so if it's repetitive sayings whether they be from let's say you know we'll use uh some of the stuff from like aa for example a is not for me uh 
I don't know why I said that. It isn't like I've never gone to AA. I just was like, I'm very anti-AA. alcoholic, so therefore, <laughs> inherently, it's not for me because I I don't fit the criteria of the first letter of AA. I don't know why I said it like that. I really, it's just not my jam, you know. Like I just don't like AA. Just um, no, that AA join. Where that where that came from is that I don't really particularly like the gaudy stuff. That's not my jam. Like it's not going to work for me. Uh, so even if I did need to go to get a program for alcohol, I would be like, nah, I'll go somewhere else. Uh, yeah. But that's just me, you know, like that doesn't work for me because I'm, I'm, I'm weary because I've also almost entered two pyramid schemes um, and I'm very easily convinced to probably buy tickets outside of a show, assuming no one is going to do me wrong. So I appreciate your perspectives on mantras. I, I realize uh, that, that like they're not always necessarily helpful. Uh, I'm, yeah, trying to be, and again, I'm trying to be cautious of that. Again, it's just my mindset isn't in the right place for mantras. And like I said, the I don't know if this is the origin of mantras, but I believe the the original meaning of mantras is to just kind of like it is a bit of a structured thing that just gets you into a a, a headspace. And a lot of mantras are like on a very literal level meaningless, but. Because they're meaningless, they that means you project what you want to project onto them. Maybe I'll come up with something incredibly absurd, but I do particularly like the... I uh, wonder what my next thought's going to be, because it also parallels uh, something I'm doing in the class right now, which is I had to make a splurchase. Uh, and what that is, is I, like, I had to go purchase like something for two bucks under, if I want to spend more, I'm allowed to for the assignment. Mm-hmm. And just buy something that really like just authentically like try to go out and not try to see something but to just let something that catches your eye catch your eye and make deserve that like let yourself get that purchase like splurge for yourself and be like i get that granted like mine ended up just being a two dollar like tea that had really pretty uh like a a very like pretty font uh and i was just like oh yeah i'm so fucking lily and then i opened it or like pulled it up uh, out of the box and i was like blood orange you fucking sold um but i really i like the idea of kind of just like trying to go about seeing without trying to look so mm-hmm. like aggressively like i think it's i don't know i think it's important to try to just like be open and like to joy and letting it find you a little bit yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um okay I'm sorry, i had a thought at the beginning of it that i was like at the beginning of what you were saying and then i was i had it in me and it was that i think oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think it's good to i think it's good within improv and a lot of life is to go where am i going with this yeah like that's what you're supposed to do like i play a lot of chess and the thought you're supposed to have is where am I going with where am I with this move? Where am I going with this? Where do I want to take this? If I make this move, they're going to make another move. What am I trying to achieve? I'm so glad that you said that because uh, the way I heard it is how I've heard it a thousand times while editing our podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Because you have said to me many a times, Kai. Where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm a fuck around and find out kind of person, but like, yeah. sometimes we, we, you have to you have to know where you're going. You, yeah. Well, we need a destination. Uh, yeah. And it's the whole you. thing where it's like, oh, yeah. it's the journey. Yeah, it is the journey, but we still need a destination. Like, tell and where I, are we going with this? I need my course correctors. So, folks, if you have people out there that are willing to be like, hey, where are you going with this? Appreciate them. I really yeah. do, Jim, because it it's 
it's important to at least like to be mindful where the fuck you're going and not necessarily be a bumbling idiot. And that's partially for the sake of the people in the world that you share with, but also for yourself. Right. Yeah. Hot takes. Just think with this Joe Gates mantra, it's just basically where are you going? Make sure Hmm. just check in with yourself. Where are you going with this? If you have no idea, let's figure out where we're going with this, which is my yeah, which is my method. That's why a lot of my scenes start out with like nothing, and then I go because yeah. then I go, hold on a second, where am I going? Oh, okay, I've just that. Okay, I've taken everything I just put on the table. Let's put it somewhere. Yeah. I I think that's important to go out and go. I wonder what I'll find. Ooh, I found it, and then don't waste it. Have a good time with it. Yeah. Like that. That is the thing. And when I see people out there like doing an improv scene, or just in real life, that I'm like, you had it. Why didn't you play with that? You suck. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me nuts. I don't like to see people not taking the opportunity to get a little fucking joy in their lives. But also, I don't appreciate the people who take that little opportunity to be a dick. Uh, I, my opinion is that those types of people should uh, take up short form for a while because short form will teach them how to play. Because uh, short form is like, here's the game, play it. Uh, whereas long form is, where's the game? Let's find it. Now let's play it. And I think you need short form to service long form because you need to be able to go, where am I? <laughs> what's the game here? Oh, okay. Let's play it. Because a lot of times we go, what's the game? Oh, I found it, but I don't know what to do with it. No, that's real. Uh, I struggle to not know what to do with the game once I found it. I, and then I appreciate people like uh, that are like on this, like in my, like on my team on the stage with me be like, hey, remember this is the game and i'm like oh yeah that's right this is the game thank you so much yeah, i yeah, forgot yeah. that that's the whole point of my character is to give you that so you can play with that right that's important uh it actually brings me up a question i i, I do want to know which is like what what would you actually tell people who are trying to go about taking on whether kind of like comedy uh obviously it's going to be very comedy focused a lot of the people i'm going to invite on are most likely improv comedians but in terms of people just taking on performance are there things that you wish that somebody had like kind of told you um kind of a um i'm gonna say (sighs) it's hard right it's hard because i'm asking you a dick question well it's hard one of the hard parts is that a lot of the things that i wish people had said they did say to me and i just Mm -hmm. didn't listen because i was like fuck you i know what i'm doing and then i came around i was like oh like don't be too hard on yourself you know who said that to me one thousand times ralph andracchio he won every single time would be like hey don't be so hard on yourself like you'll 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 be fine and i'd be like shut up ralph this is my this is my method and then like now i'm here and i'm like yeah, I shouldn't have been so hard on myself. It, mm-hmm. I, I would have had a lot easier time if I wasn't so hard. Sometimes sometimes you need to learn the lessons on your own. Like as someone as much as someone can tell you the stove is hot, sometimes you need to touch the stove to know that it's hot. Whew. That's good. No, that's real. Uh, and I'm the person who's recklessly, like, recklessly touched the stove a bunch of times. Went, that's hot. And then ran back three minutes later and was like, oh, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's still hot. I don't my, understand. My hand. <laughs> Every time. I, uh, there was a recent one that I, uh, that I was given, which was create. And that is an interesting one because I, I think that there is, I, I still haven't followed this advice. But I think that there is, like, have a creative outlet that's not comedy. Uh-huh. So then you can, like, it, it makes it easier for you. 
Yeah, I appreciate having embroidery. I, you know, I really need to get back into it a little bit more. Uh, I appreciate having design. Like, I appreciate having these other things that are like, oh, yeah, that's also something I do. Yeah, they organize you. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, the the question that was like uh, riding, uh, like along that one was kind of what you would tell yourself. And I honestly, I think it's interesting because I think you essentially answered that. Uh, <laughs> right. Which is just like, don't be a dick to yourself. I mean, I don't know if there's, you know, there's particular other advice that you would give yourself, but I think that's. It's kind of essential. It's just like anybody taking on a new thing, you're kind of just like, I think I'm going to be an asshole to myself for like the first like year of doing this, I guess. Yeah. You know, you 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 can like you want to be a little bit hard on yourself, but like don't be too hard on yourself. Like you need to be able to recognize this went wrong. Like it, it's you need to like take a critical view and go, OK, this went wrong. Next time I will focus on this positive thing. That will help eradicate that problem. So, like, you need to be that hard on yourself, and that's it. Like, you cannot be more hard on yourself. And if you can't, I'm going to advise you as the co-host of another podcast that Jim and I do together, surround yourself with someone who can be hard on you. I think, I don't think you're hard on me in a mean way anyway, but I think there are times where you challenge me, and I appreciate that. Um, Because I think it's important to get out of yourself, and when you can't, it's great when you have surround yourself with people who can kind of pull that out of you yeah. uh, to be critical and be like, hey, you know, like you've been like, hi, follow Like I've been like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And like did all of that very early on. And I don't do that as much anymore. And I, I really do have a lot of gratitude for you for that to just be like, Kai, you don't need to fucking lean into your fumble. We get it. You fucked up. But like, you don't have to hate yourself for it and lean into it I so mean, much. That was that was a piece of advice I got from a uh, from a YouTube video because it was I there was someone that was, it was this public speaking video where they were like, don't repeat your mistake because you already like don't apologize for your mistake. Just move on. Because if you apologize, you make that you make the audience go through the mistake again. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if it's like in need of a public apology after it afterwards, or if it is like a oh crap, this is the kind of thing we do need to pause because I actually did something, did something. That's one thing. That's but different. Yeah, you're, right, right, that's right. That's a different but thing. If, we're right, talking about minor. You, we're talking about minor yeah. things like, oh, I misspoke. Yeah. I think it's kind of a big deal. Whether you're on stage or off, like off stage. Uh, hell, I'll even say it when someone gets my pronouns wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm there at this point where I appreciate people who just like either correct themselves I, I love it when someone just corrects themselves the next sentence and they caught it on that one and they just keep going like they don't like especially when they don't like give me eye contact and be like see i got it the next time <laughs> you know like yeah yeah i'd rather people just like go for it and you got it and then we're moving forward yep because just that, sometimes you flub yeah no i appreciate that thank you that is actually really solid advice um i am I, i'm trying to uh take some of that myself in uh, design right now um, because I'm feeling very much so thrown into a whole new world of creativity that I even am supposed to be familiar with because I went to school for it uh, once upon a time. But it's hard not to be that critical right away. It really is. Yeah. You know what advice I wish people had said to me earlier? Mm -hmm. Find a comedic partner that's supportive. Oh. That's that's the advice I wanted. That's the advice I wish I had gotten that I want because you doing stuff with you has evened me out it's uh it's i i you uh, you and i got together and we both were in essentially the same mindset comedically Mm -hmm. and then we both kind of went i like i observed you and you observed me and we both were like okay 
I like this about this person and I don't like this about this person. And then you go, oh, wait, the thing that I don't like, I also do. Hang on, let me take mm-hmm. that down. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, this thing that I like that they do, I don't do it as much as I wish I did it. And I like when they do it, let me take that up. And then, like, yeah. we go from, like, this even place to, like, we both now improve each other. I think that's what it is, is that you, we make space – when you make space for yourself t- – to improve and to grow, especially about the things that you often get frustrated with other people and project outwards, you both kind of win uh, <laughs> over the yeah. course of time because you're kind of just like, oh, cool, look at us just making space for each other. That was great. <laughs> Find a partner that you like something that they do, but also you're like, I'm better than them at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know I, I think it's important to uh, surround yourself by people that uh, definitely you know, you're like are doing something that you're like, oh, hey, no, that's not cool um, a little bit. Like, don't just avoid hanging out. I, I shouldn't even say not even that's cool. But just like, I think the things that I, that we have a lot of crossovers and the things that we've been hard on uh, about, like, to ourselves about. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate the fact that we could actually like, you know, find a, find somebody who's also a little jaded in the same areas. It, it'll help. Yeah. It really will. Yeah. There's a thing that's like, don't be the smartest person in the room, but don't also be the dumbest yeah. Like, just be in the room and recognize, like, people are better than you at some things, and that's something you want to strive for. Watch that, watch and observe that person. And then also, you're, you're like, that person might, like, find an open person who's like, you know, I'm also not good at this thing that you're good at. Let me, can you help me? And then you get to go, oh, yes, I can help you, which is a little bit of an ego boost. I, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I'm, I've done much more uh, broadening of people when it comes to the friendships that uh, I'm open to because I used to very much so be like, all right, I'm part of this group. This is the kind of people I hang out with and it's just going to be kind of this vibe and I'm this people. You know, now I'm like, okay, I'm an uh, extrovert and kind of loud. Who can I hang out with that's like super quiet and like wants to just like not talk that much and just like hang out and play a board game and like I, I or, uh, you know, do embroidery together that just like really values that kind of quality time because like you got to learn uh how to appreciate other people's way of i don't know appreciating life mm-hmm. yeah anyways i love ending on such a like a heavy note uh the last thing i actually uh am gonna ask is what can you not not laugh at what can i not not laugh at oh my god what can i not not laugh at why have i never why can I? Why is the entirety of human existence no, not working for me anymore? <laughs> you don't laugh. There's, no, there's nothing that makes you like uncontrollably laugh anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I dropped my microphone. There's no. There's nothing. There's nothing else. <laughs> Actually, I just realized it. I mean, okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there is a bit. <laughs> there, there is a bit I just saw on a. Uh, okay, everything I just said, it's yeah. that's wrong. This <laughs> is the thing. Oh, you want me to cut that and then we'll use this? Yeah, yeah, cut okay. that all we'll out. Cut to this. We'll Here's, cut to this part. You're so okay. Yes, I'm listening. Here's what gets me when someone continues to do something despite the fact it stopped being funny. Okay, that gets me every time, and I have one million examples. Um. We've talked about this. Fred Brown uh, one time did a bit where he just kept taking things off to get into the shower. Yep, and he yep, took yep. off 
I'm going to say 45 things. Great. Like, how did, like, it just kept going. Uh, Jacob Todd one time kept putting pills in a dog's butt in an Uh improv scene. (laughs) Wouldn't love that. Yeah. He put, I'm going to say 45 pills into that, into that, uh, dog's butt. (laughs) And it stopped being funny after, like, the fifth one. And because he kept doing it, it made me laugh so much. One time I pretended to take off pants. For like 45 minutes. <laughs> and it stopped being funny after like minute two, but I just kept doing it. I like, there is just like something that starts out funny and then loses it, but then they just keep going and going. That always gets me. Uh, that's my life, Jim. Uh, you described it. It just keeps going and going. And hopefully it'll be funny. Because sometime down the line, it's gonna be funny. I hope so. Oh, I hope so. Well, Thank you, Jim, uh, for being the first uh, first episode of Follow Your Foot. Yeah. Thank I appreciate you, you for having me. Thank you for making me the first guest. And thank you for recording this first uh, and not having anyone else uh, in front of me. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. Recording this. <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely. I, 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 when I was like, okay, cool, where do I start this? I'm like, um, I kind of need to talk to the person that I've been doing this with. Because, like, it's weird. Because when I'm making a podcast about creating and like the process of it, and like it, it's you're you're such a big part of that because like you're you're a big part of me being curious about uh, the authenticity of not performing <laughs> while you're performing. Yeah, and I, I I really appreciate that. I don't think I could have done this. I want to do this podcast like about a year and a half ago, and I'm really glad I didn't do it till now because. I think you're better at being a podcaster now. Oh, well, even more than that, I think I'm just better at being uh, a friend and to myself and to other people. All right. I don't know. You tell me Uh, if I need to work on the friend part. You can tell me after the episode. We'll work out some of our grievances. Well, I think that uh, there was a thing that our first like 20 episodes of our of our podcast was us being like, hey, check us out. We're a fun. uh, We're a fun group of people. And now we've just become like. What do you, what, do you have nightmares? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do have nightmares though, and you should hear about them. Uh, if people want to hear about our nightmares or nonsense, uh, if you are listening to this and you want to go check out uh, a podcast that kind of talks about movies, but also kind of doesn't, I'll pitch uh, Rotten Treasure right now because uh, I don't want you to have to waste a plug, Jim. It is. Go listen to Rotten Treasure, specifically Caitlin Corkery's Toy Story episode. That's my favorite episode, and I think that it's a great one to start on. Is it because she talked about bullying someone with a Cockney accent? Oh my god, she's so funny. It's 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 just also a super accessible episode. I it's become my episode. Where I go, you should listen to this because it's the most it's the easiest one for you to get into. Folks, I think the key thing there is uh, it, you just gotta you just gotta follow your foot and have some fun, and I think oh, that Jesus actually is Christ. no. It's I had to force it in. It, it, no, it's true though. Uh, is this your outro? No, it's is not. Your, your I outro never, is you say, listen, people, you just gotta oh, follow you're not even, your foot. You're, you're not even ready for my outro. Uh, you wait. Keep you, looking up. <laughs> no, no, no. You wait. You wait. It's almost. It's almost just as bad. Um, it's 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 gonna be terrible. Get ready. Uh, but you don't have to take my word for it. That was from Reading Rainbow. <laughs> That's the outro to Reading Rainbow. No, I I, I appreciate uh, I, I appreciate the the nonsense bonkers uh, authenticity that came out of that episode. It was a it was a really good time. But yeah, folks, wherever you start, definitely check us out. I love our podcast. It's literally been one of the biggest joys of my life for the last like yeah two years. I and and I'm gonna find out exactly when our anniversary is so we can celebrate it. Jim, is there anything you would like to promote that is not what I'm promoting? 
Uh, yeah, go see uh, Daddy Issues improv. Im- da- we're all over the place. Uh, I think we're on Instagram as Daddy Issues Improv, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we're on Facebook as Daddy Issues Improv Comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then also check out your local comedy sports. Uh, they're nationwide. They they have a lo- they have things. And I'm on a team on the Philadelphia one. What? So no way! That's crazy. I'm I'm promoting hardly working, and one big happy because that's the uh, that's the other group that's in uh, that does shows with us. Tight. Uh, and when is that going to be happening? First and second Friday of every month from October to January. Tight. I uh, will make sure that this gets out in time for that to actually make sense for people to hear about. Yeah, we have eight <laughs> shows. Go see all eight of them. I'm sure every single one of them will be amazing. Tight. We don't have bad shows. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually the tagline. We are the perfect improv group. <laughs> Come and see us. Are you making promotional videos? Have you seen the perfect improv? I didn't think so. You will now by seeing <laughs> hardly working. <laughs> is there anything else you want to promote, or is that it? <laughs> Go listen to Rotten Treasure. Uh, we promoted Rotten Treasure. <laughs> uh, Daddy Issues Improv. We already promoted Daddy Issues. Hardly working. <laughs> uh, comedy sports. Is this your technique to say the same thing so it actually really sticks in so people know to go? Watch the movie Time Bandits. I I thought it was funny when I was a kid, and I'm sure it's not funny anymore. (laughs) All right, folks. uh, We appreciate you coming to hang, Jim. I love you. Uh, Until next time, uh, just keep stepping. (laughs) You don't have to take my word for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad, right? I'm going to keep saying it. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Step up to the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for listening. If you would like to show the show a little love, you can do so by rating and reviewing on your preferred podcast app. And follow the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, maybe one day TikTok. And uh, if you didn't like the show, that's cool. Uh, You don't have to listen. So uh, step off. That's going to give me a bad rating. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs>